0: who's the co-founder and CEO of Cork-based company Vaultry. How are you doing, Tilo?
1: Hi there, Ronan. Thank you uh, for having me. Fine.
0: Now I know that your mission in life is basically to come to, is to make sure data is is used properly and safely.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so uh, what I made my personal mission, but also the mission of, of, of Vaultry is really combating. Uh, breaches and leaks in a different in a different way um, because breaches and leaks cannot we, we will never solve them really uh, they will always continue uh, to happen but what we can do is uh, add a, a second layer of security that is uh, essentially protecting data uh, sustainably uh, and that is encryption. Yeah. Uh, if you have encrypted data, fully encrypted data, um, always encrypted data, no matter what you do with it, uh, the risk of, of, of Data being leaked in plain text to zero. Uh, so, you know, breach or leak can happen, but the data is scrambled and, and, and essentially unreadable to anybody out there. And that's uh, that's the essence of what we do at Valtry.
0: So, it's like end to end encryption?
1: It's even more than that. Uh, it's uh, because end to end encryption is some, uh, sometimes used wrongfully as well. Yeah. So, end to end encryption is usually uh, something that you would call encryption uh, in-, in transit, for example, encrypted in transit. Um, usually, what happens is they're there is encrypted, encrypted in transit and encrypted at rest. These two yeah. terms are quite well known, but encrypted in use is something that is uh, that is just up in common, um, and coming uh, and has been focused on in the last few years. Not too little, actually, yeah. by governments, academia, and uh, and organizations, but uh, it's receiving more and more attention. And uh, there's only a handful of players out there using encryption in use. Um, uh, or data in use encryption uh, using uh, so-called emerging privacy-enhancing technologies uh, such as fully homomorphic encryption and searchable encryption, etc. These are quite these are concepts that exist already for a decade or two, but have not received enough uh, enough attention uh, and enough in investment to be developed properly. And uh, what we've achieved, for example, at Voltris, is actually to make them usable. Uh, it's not complex anymore. You do not need to be a cryptographer. Yeah. Uh, to apply and use a, uh, an encryption solution like that which is which is uh, making it possible for enterprises to process, to search, to compute, to, to do anything with data really in a fully encrypted format without decryption uh, of that data. So it's it's uh, infinitely more secure.
0: So in a way, it's like if you go to a shop and you're using your, your watch or your phone to buy products, when you're buying something and you, it's got token from your phone to, to the payment device and all... Oh, and once once you've started that, that token, it can't be taken from, from by somebody else.
1: Exactly. So, like, no, really, no matter what you do, what you do yourself or uh, or the company does, is is, is fully encrypted. So, yeah. uh, if somebody intercepts uh, something, it's it's really just uh, scrambled eggs, uh, yeah. nothing nothing readable. Um, so, no, no matter if you access your your bank accounts, for example, you want to see your uh, you want to see your account balance. Uh, uh, if somebody intercepts that, uh, it, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be readable because the full round-trip is, is encrypted.
0: Yeah, because to me right now, I'm wondering what is a feature of, of, of encryption and uh, how to make sure data is secure. Because right now, people are still using older methods. Or, like I used to work in a company, and my, my boss used to prefer an older version of Outlook. He wouldn't update it because he liked what he was using. The problem is you're using an older product that basically is, is, is not secure. And if you're in a company where people like doing that, how do you change their mindset into updating their technologies?
1: Yeah, so the, the, the first problem is really that that companies nowadays actually do not really, um, they don't think too far ahead. Yeah. So what they say is, look, uh, I have data in, you know, 100 places basically. I need uh, a consultancy to tell me, uh, first of all, uh, or to teach me data governance, you know, teach me uh, where data is. I say No. Encrypt your data first, and then think about what you do with your data, where, where it is, etc. cetera, um, because uh, because it just enables you to sleep well uh, at night, right, uh, yeah. and, and enjoy your dinner in the evening without having to worry. Oh gosh, um, you know my, my data could be could be leaked uh, at any moment. Whilst you're doing that data governance process, whilst you're updating your systems and and substituting your applications, as you said, for example, for newer, modern ones, you know, do all of that. Whilst your data is already encrypted, and then think about the rest. That's that's one
0: uh, one approach. Because I mean, if you got data and it's stored in different places, as long as it's encrypted, you can then start applying. Start applying. What? What do I do? What do I do with this? To keep it as it is now, or to put it into one silo?
1: Yeah. Bingo, um, and, and I mean, of course, I understand that, that it's not that it's not always possible um, to uh, to to govern your data in a in a format where everything is perfectly uh, perfectly aligned and visible. Because you know, there's there's tons of different databases and systems and and, and insta- uh, instances, servers, uh, etc. But um, if you really um, uh, if you use a tool that enables you to work with all of these data in a fully encrypted format. Um, it, it really uh, increases your, your security um, infinitely.
0: And also I'm thinking of, of, of a scenario where you have a company where people want to access data and they're, they're in different roles in the company but they're going to access certain data. Like if somebody was in HR they can access more than somebody who's basically in, in accounts payable. So you've got to make sure that when it's done they can all access the data but you, you can also make sure it's limited to what they're allowed to access.
1: Yeah, absolutely. the yeah, The access level management is something that that is crucial, yeah. um, and that that only the organization uh, itself can actually solve. But what you can do, um, and that is the fascinating thing about about these new technologies, and what we do, for example, in Vaultree, is that you can allow access to uh, you can allow, of course, access to certain things. Um, uh, in our case, for example, you can encrypt. Say so you have a database of, of customer data, right? And you yeah. have uh, several columns, so name, birthdate, uh, credit card data, uh, email address, etc. You can you can choose to encrypt uh, only the sensitive data, and the rest uh, is still visible. Yeah. So, for example, an HR analyst might not need to see credit card data, right? Um, yeah. so that person will get access to uh, only name and, uh, for example, the personal data of uh, of, of that person. A Data science department, for example, doesn't need to see anything to run AI uh, uh, or machine learning models, for example. So you can literally let the data science team work on fully encrypted data without any performance loss. Yeah. Uh, and that's really the big game changer.
0: Because I guess it's not about data science, they only want to know basically just a person's sex and their age, but not their name.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, whatever whatever you retrieve from that database, uh, first of all, is fully encrypted, but even with your access level, uh, it, it is possible to define that you only have access to certain data points uh, within that encrypted database, for example. So it minimizes the attack surface, uh down to an absolute minimum.
0: And also it makes your, your clients know that your date, their data, that anything you have in them is secure, and the only relevant people are going to access certain bits of the data. So you won't see a that's guy in HR suddenly been able to access their, uh, their credit card. Maybe that guy in HR can only access and say, well, we have 40 women and 40 men who are using our products, but that's all we need to know. Whereas somebody else in account's payable might need to know a bit more.
1: Absolutely, exactly. You, you can define that. And, and imagine now you can, as, as a CISO, for example, you can tell after a data breach happened, you can tell the media, uh, look, it happened, but whatever. Because it was fully encrypted, you know, yeah. that's really the big uh, uh, the big change that we're bringing about here, and um, and uh, differences also because you mentioned old technologies is that encryption technologies that we've been using for the last decades, um, they they uh, again they have not received enough attention uh, attention and, and investments, and um, companies are uh, first of all not aware of new possibilities yet, so there's an educational gap. Um, but also even uh, uh, advanced encryption technologies, uh, like I, I, I said, fully homomorphic encryption or searchable encryption, are not yet usable in most of the cases. So uh, vendors out there focus on on niche cases. They focus on uh, specific databases, on specific data, for example, that doesn't need uh, the performance uh, uh, or yeah that, that meets performance uh, requirements from from companies. Um, but there's no no toolkit out there. Uh, which really uh, uh, approaches it from, from, from a use case agnostic perspective, right? Yeah. This is something that we achieved, you can use it for anything that you want. Performance is, is, is almost plain text uh, level, and uh, that allows companies to really use it for any kind of, uh, any kind of data.
0: Now, also early, earlier we, we were talking about the uh, Irish regulator by Instagram, $450 million for failing to protect children's data. Do you think that's not a fine to stop them or what, what should we do next?
1: It's never going to stop them. They yeah. have too much cash. Uh, it's, it's not going to change a thing, not a single thing, and, and that's the problem uh, really. It hurts. Fines hurt smaller companies, not yeah. bigger companies. But the smaller companies have limited amounts of data uh, stored, which is uh, in, in most cases not interesting uh, to, uh, to malicious intruders, right? Yeah. Uh, or if interesting, then it has a limited impact. But if somebody like... Uh, for example, Facebook uh, uh, is hacked, um, or if a leak happens. For example, there's data of, of over a billion people um, uh, uh, breached, right, exposed, yeah. and um, but but they simply don't care because it's cheap for them to pay these fines. Uh, so in the end, business is just going to continue as usual, and um, and and that's why this is not this is not efficient, uh, really.
0: Well, to me, it's like if somebody wants to hack hack a system. They always go for a Windows PC rather than a Mac because there's more users, and they get a bigger payload. And the same with with no one's going to go after and and damage a small company because not much data there. They go for the big ones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's it. Like they go for the for the highest uh, uh, for the for the biggest potential, basically for the biggest outcome in the end. And and you see even more and more government hacks happening as well as well. Um, uh, say for example health ministries uh, databases with yeah. with highly highly sensitive uh, uh patient data uh, which is which is even more sensitive than financial data uh, nowadays really you can exploit them in 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 manners that we can't even imagine right now yeah. and uh, and that is extremely dangerous uh, so i think companies and organization i don't, i just don't think i'm, I'm f- f- certain'm certain that that uh, organizations and companies have to change their mindsets and, um, and not rely on old uh, technologies, but actually uh, go one step further and, and check out new ones and, and do something against this because well, this is not going to, it's I only going to get
0: worse. Yeah, I remember last year in Ireland, we got a big h to hack. And after that hack, I got loads and loads of, uh, of phone calls and texts and emails I didn't get before spamming me. Uh, and I'm thinking, it's probably from the hack. They got my date from the hack, and I said I didn't get that before then. But I got the other one, but not as many as I was getting now. And yeah, it,
1: yeah.
0: And I, I got one more. Somebody rang me up and said to me, uh, "Hi, this is a uh, this is to do with your Amazon Prime account." And it, the more they just chatted around and said, basically, your account is monthly, but we know that basically your contract expires in, in this month's time. How about it, if, if you pay up now, we can give you a discount. So. I was, uh, the person said, hello, D- did you say that you're Netflix? Hello, is that Netflix? Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah. no sorry, I haven't got Netflix. And I just talked for a minute and put the phone down. But you get a scenario where that's happening now more so because people, data have been uh, uh, have been taken and, uh, and they've been using other oh, oh, hacking. And at times you'll find out the hack happened three years ago. You won't know about yeah. it. And then when it comes out, it's too late.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, companies, organizations, governments uh, desperately need to, uh, to update um, to update their posture, their security posture um, and, and do something against this. Yeah. Uh, and the problem is also run and that everything is interconnected, right? So we, yeah. have, uh, we don't even know where our own data is as customers, right? We, we just have to rely on these companies and organizations to protect our data because we, don't, we do not know what they do with them, uh, where they are at, where they're stored, um, etc. And that's why we really have to choose our companies that we entrust yeah. uh, our, our data with uh,
0: in a very careful manner. Now, if I, if I had a company that I used for one of their products and they got hacked, and, but then Dave getting hacked or we could get hacked, they went and said, we even hacked. This is what we're doing to fix the scenario. I'd stay with them. But if they didn't tell me yeah. that two or three years later, I'd want to move because you weren't honest with me, you weren't transparent. The more transparent you are, the more likely you're going to stay with them because, you know, they've got a plan place to deal with this. And the first thing you always do is reassure your customers what happened and what's going on.
1: Yeah, there, there there's enough statistics out there that that uh, state that customers actually do continue uh, uh, staying with companies if they admit their errors, if they if they proactively admit uh, that their breach or leak happened, for example, and they did do something about it. Um, problem is that smaller companies. I think it's sixty percent of small and medium sized businesses go out of business six months after a data breach. So these are more affected by uh, uh, by that, and big enterprises are not. But if customers yeah. start to move away from one to another vendor that is more secure for example or that that has a better security posture that would absolutely help uh, putting pressure onto these companies um, yeah. in, in a manner where they finally you know um, yeah, apply and for me lastly
0: I'll uh, say one thing is for companies don't simply go with the vendor offering the cheapest price that doesn't mean to say you're gonna get the best service yeah yeah fully agree yeah I think you should look at them and think well, what uh, look at them in the long term and ask them a few questions. I X Y next Z, Can you guarantee when data is safe? What do you What are your plans are for this and that? And make sure that if you pay a bit more, you get. It's like basically if you're if you're buying a car and you buy a car two grand and a bar five grand, the five grand car you know lasts longer than two grand car. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, on that note, I'll say thanks very much for, for that chilo. Have a, have a have a great day, and uh, thanks for for your time. Perfect. Thank you very much, for Have a good Thank day you. there. Thank you, bye. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore Tech News on Facebook.